Thanks for listening to the Inner Life Podcast. Be sure to join us every weekday at 11 a.m. Central on Relevant Radio or on the Relevant Radio app. Find your local Relevant Radio station at RelevantRadio.com or stream us live every day on the Relevant Radio app. It's time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is the Inner Life on Relevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, if you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a time. Welcome to the Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Welcome to the Inner Life. So grateful you've chosen to, chosen to join us as together we seek to grow in love for our Lord and live out that love. My name is Patrick Conley, and it's been my pleasure to sit in for Josh Raymond this week. You know, speaking of pleasure, I'm sure I don't have to convince you that we can find pleasure in both good things and, yeah, sometimes in evil things. And experiencing pleasure can have a large effect on what we end up desiring, Right. Each day we are inundated, for example, with ads, ads for stuff, stuff, things that they, they're trying to convince us that we want this. The newest pair of comfortable shoes, a sleek new car, a juicy bacon cheeseburger, hmm. stuff that companies think we want or are trying to get us to want. Ad agencies spend time and money figuring out how to sell us products. And for the most part, we take for granted that ads are everywhere. It's part of our contemporary society, Right. How often, though, do we examine our relationship with stuff? That's the question before us today. Do we ever consider living simply? What does gospel poverty mean to us? Our spiritual director leading us through our discussion of poverty today is Father Ethan Southard. Father Ethan is a priest in the Archdiocese of Los Angeles. He's the pastor of St. John Hughes Church in Chatsworth, California. says he enjoys spending time in nature, both in the mountains and at the beach. Father Ethan, welcome to The Inner Life. Hi, good morning. Uh, thank you so much, Patrick. It's it's great to be with you all again today. Yeah, wonderful. Now, I just have to, I just have to given the introduction I just gave, uh, so you find pleasure both in the mountains <laughs> and on the beach, is that correct? I, I do, and, and I'm uh, really blessed uh, in that uh, Los Angeles, and in particular Chatsworth, um, I'm very close to both the mountains and the beach, so I can, yes. I can do both in the same day. I was going to say, you're doing well to live in California then, if that's the case. <laughs> yeah, although it has been pretty hot the last uh, week or so, so I, I do enjoy making it out to the, the beach side. <laughs> it's a lot cooler yes. there. Yes, absolutely. Wonderful. Well, I'm glad, I'm hoping that you can stay cool in the midst of all the heat. Well, let's uh, uh, let's br- break into our conversation here, Father, by v- defining our terms. So, Especially in light of our discussion for the hour ahead of us here, how are you defining poverty? Hmm. Wow, Patrick, that's a great question. Um, I, you know, I love the the introduction that that you gave. You know, just in terms of the way our society presents things, um, and you know, adver- there's people whose whose career, whose job, and this is nothing against anyone who works in advertising or marketing or anything like that, but um, but the but the job is to sell us and and to say, you know, if you have this cheeseburger or these sneakers or if you take this trip, that's going to fulfill uh, whatever it is that you've you've been longing for or whatever right. it is that you've been missing. Um, and so um, it's tapping into this 
this inner reality that we all have where where we're searching and we're longing for meaning we're we're longing for fulfillment uh we're longing to be known and so ultimately um what we're talking about is relationship with god and so when we're talking about poverty we're not talking about poverty for poverty's sake um but but the poverty is actually um supposed to lead us into a, an awareness uh for for what we are without god or mm. or who we are in our uh relationship with god it's the beginning of wisdom um and so it's in in that awareness uh of of what we come into um that we're available for sharing so ultimately, I think simply put, when we talk about gospel poverty, uh, we have to have that within the context of love. Mm-hmm. And when we when we look at, you know, Saint Paul, he speaks about it in particularly in, in just a really radical way in First Corinthians chapter thirteen. Um, and I'm just going to read this because I, I think this just um, it it really just sets the tone maybe for our sharing today. And so Paul says, if I speak in human and angelic tongues, but do not have love, I am a resounding gong or a clashing cymbal. And if I have the gift of prophecy and comprehend all mysteries and all knowledge, if I have all faith so as to move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. Here we go. If I give away everything I own, and if I hand my body over so that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. And so then Paul goes into, as as we all know, you know, from the weddings, you know, love is patient, love is kind, it is not jealous, love is not pompous, it's not inflated, it's not rude, it does not seek its own interests. It is not quick-tempered. It does not brood over injury. It does not rejoice over wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. So when we speak about poverty, uh, we, we, that's what we're speaking about. It's about, it's about love. And... Uh, we could the danger um, that I, I also just want to preface our sharing with is is the da- the same spiritual danger that we have with any virtue uh, or any great endeavor that we take on our own that if we're we're moving on our own initiative without love then we become that clanging symbol we we become clanging. And so right. <laughs> when we talk about love, we could say, well, I, I'm clanging. Why aren't you clanging back? <laughs> well, clang back. Right. Clang. I want to hear your clanging. Affirm mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And, and But when we're talking about authentic uh, gospel poverty, that spiritual poverty, it, it's letting go of all of that to, to actually yeah. allow a little bit of God's own love in. Right, right. And I, I like the tie that you made in uh, – there seems to be this tie between the spiritual poverty, which you just you just mentioned, back 
before too that sometimes our our physical poverty our the recognition of you know being in a state of of uh you know detachment and we'll get into that later in the program but detachment from physical stuff material goods um can help us to recognize our state of of spiritual poverty as well there is it's not that these two things exist independently but there does seem to be a bit of an awareness at least if not more that's shared between an idea, an understanding of simplicity and humility on the on the one side when it comes in with regard to earthly goods, and when it comes to our recognition of of how we are in desperate need of the Lord one hundred percent of the time. Am I am I getting on to something here, Father? Yeah, Patrick, that's great. Um, there, there's that detachment, um, mm-hmm. you know, that spiritual detachment that. There, there's something within us that that wants to cling, um, and, and so, you know, having that, having the grace not to cling, um, so that we we can be dependent upon God. Um, is, I think that's the heart of it, and and just that awareness in humility. It's a humility. You it know, really in, is, yeah. in the gospel today, Jesus talks about you know, learn from me, I'm meek and humble of heart, and in that humility where we could just acknowledge. You know, and just say, "Hey, I'm clingy. I'm needy. I, I want to hold on to something or to someone." And and God says, "That's great. You're aware of it. Now let me fill you up with my love, and and then we can we can have that detachment so that there could be freedom and love." Right. Right. Well, let's invite our listeners to be part of the conversation, especially as as regarding uh, this detachment, this sense of simplicity and humility. How have you lived? Uh, out a, a life of detachment or even just for a period in your life. Maybe it's a, a Lenten discipline of detachment or something in which you have embraced and engaged with the ideas of gospel poverty, of simplicity in your life. And what fruit has it borne in your spiritual life? Give us a call and join the conversation. We'd love to hear your story. 888 Call 888-914-9149, or you can also send us an email. Our email address here at The Inner Life is innerlife@relevantradio.com. Okay, Father, so as we uh, await phone calls here and, and seeing how people have lived out uh, gospel mm-hmm. poverty, how they've lived out simplicity, how they've taken on humility and lived in that way. Um, now, when it comes specifically, it seems anyway, to to poverty and in regards to material goods, there are a number of gospel passages where Jesus is, I mean, he's pretty straight to the point of this. I'm thinking especially of uh, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle, for example, than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God, uh, something along those those lines. Or the widow's might, right, that there are so many who are giving out of their abundance, and yet this poor widow with these two copper coins she has put in out of her poverty, and there's something. So he seems to have some warning, if not flat-out condemnation, of worldly material wealth, and then some uh, praise of material poverty. Can you break those open a little bit for us? Hmm. Um, well, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll touch on them, and and we'll just, you know, hope that God could, um, you know, maybe just have be working through the conversation and, and touch us in whatever way we need. But, but you're right. You know, the, the passage, it's easier, you know, for a camel uh, to pass through the eye of the needle than, you know, for us to, to come in. I, I just think of the way that we come into the world 
Um, I mean, talk about humility and poverty, hmm. where yeah. you know we we literally come into the world with nothing, and you know so vulnerable and and so um, you know weak, and and we need to receive the care of um, you know of our of our mother, of a doctor, of the midwife, of someone to receive us into this world and to you know the fear that we have as we open our eyes and it's a scary new world um you know that that type of poverty where where you know where even our breath we take our first breath and that's such receiving the gift of life the breath of life that's such a, a big moment in our being um and then you know pretty soon after that there's all all kinds of things that we want to cling to or or we we're af- we're afraid of of dying and and so we want to hold on and build up and protect and and um and and hold on to to some kind of protection that that we think is is going to save us mm-hmm. and you know like you're you're mentioning um these these gospel passages blessed are the poor in spirit right uh for theirs is the kingdom of of heaven uh, even the gospel from this this past Sunday, you know, the gospel of Mark, um, you know, Jesus summoned the twelve and sent them out two by two, and he gave them authority over the spirits, but he instructed them to take nothing for the journey, mm-hmm. no food, no sack, no money in their belts. Uh, they could wear sandals, but not a second tunic, <clears throat> and so there was that, you know, radical simplicity. He he wanted to prepare them. <clears throat> not to depend on their own uh capability or or their own um, um the, the what they have on their own <clears throat> you know the food that they carried you know but to to actually grow in relationship with God to be dependent and trusting on God that he's going to pr- provide food for them that he's going to uh find them a place to rest and to take shelter um, and and so it's that same simplicity as we come into the world that that God is actually going to sustain us. He's going to give us that breath. So that gospel uh, poverty, it, it again we when we go down to it, when we go to the heart of it, um, it's it's the the relationship with God. It's right. it's the love of God, and so He's giving it to us. Um, it's not that we that we're doing these things, but it's that God loves us first, and that He's right. the one who's who's actually doing it in us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, and a recognition that uh, yes, indeed, He always has the initiative there, and that we are, uh, if we're open to it, we are free to respond to Him in a cooperative way. Um, yeah. So uh, again. For our listeners, have you or your family decided to simplify in any way? Maybe you have felt that or sensed that initiative from the Lord in your life. You've you've uh, known that the Lord is calling you to to simplify, uh, to live out of your humility more and depend on the Lord more. Maybe you've made a conscious decision as an individual or as a family to simplify in a particular way, and you've seen it bear fruit in your faith. Give us a call. Join the conversation, 888-914-9149. Again, 888-914-9149. Well, Father, I think this is this is going in a great direction. There's uh, there's many different directions that uh, we certainly could go. Um, in just a couple minutes, we need to take a break. But I think before that, 
Um, let's do a little bit more reflection specifically on maybe some of the practical ways that we as lay people, and I do, I would like to talk about the, the evangelical counsels and virtues of poverty, chastity, and obedience, and why uh, why poverty is included in that. But as lay people, um, what are some of the ways that we need to, maybe let's start with what are, that we need to watch out for an undue or over-attachment to material goods? Well, I'm going to start with myself. <laughs> okay, is, fair enough. This is just a, a struggle, but I think it's a struggle that, you know, is, is very easy and, and prevalent. You know, they opened a new Starbucks right across the street from our church. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and it's so easy, and, and you know, I, I love the parishioners, and they're so kind uh, and loving, and then, you know, they, they'll give uh, the Starbucks gift cards, and... Mm. Uh, so it's so easy, um, and there's nothing uh, wrong with coffee or, or Starbucks, but it's you know it's it's really easy where I could just you know want to walk over and and um, there's just a feeling or an urge that I have. It's like oh well you know I I need a coffee right now or I, I want a little break or um, I, let me have my my mocha and without even knowing it without my it, it just it numbs or it dulls my awareness and so i could find myself just craving or longing for that little comfort um but but that that comfort uh starts to cloud my mind or my thinking and and it could distract me from from that openness to god to to hearing his voice or just you know just resting in his love and so I, I think practically, you know, in my own life, that could be something that's that's just really available, and it's it's right there, and it's so easy. Um, you know, I think we could all look in our own lives. You know, where is it um, that uh, that blinds me, or or what do I what attachment do I find um, myself yearning towards? Whether it maybe it's Netflix. You know, oh, I just want to I want to binge watch that next series or Disney Plus, you know, and I, I want to see the next Star Wars or the Marvel show, whatever that might be, that there's a, it doesn't have to be something physical, it could even be our time, but but that's, you know, we, we have all these comforts in our life that could start to, to occupy or, or to fill that space. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I think practically those are just a, a couple of, of areas Um you know, even eating out, you know, it could be really easy for us just to go to, you know, fast food or just, you know, we're rushing from one place to the next and let me just go ahead and, you know, again, there's, we need to eat, um, but could we make, you know, a little sandwich and, and, and again, I'm just thinking for myself, could I make myself a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and just have that for the day? Um, or do I allow myself to get, um, filled up in, in my stomach? Is my stomach moving me and leading me? Um, so that I think those are a, a couple areas, but also, you know, I, I think for, for the lay people, for um, even, you know, the, the, the priest, the clergy, you know, we could even have an over-attachment uh, to our own prayer life where there could be a, a quantity. I love the rosary. I, the rosary is such a beautiful gift, but we you know if if the rosary becomes some kind of routine where we start counting 
how many rosaries we do and 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 then there could be maybe a pride that that creeps in you know we're rich in our own smugness where it's it's more about what we're doing or it's about ourselves than actually entering into the spirit of the prayer and right. i think it was saint teresa of avila uh, you know, she says, I, I start to pray the, the Our Father. She says, I, I can't even get past the words, the Our Father, <laughs> because she gets drawn up into love. And she says, if I really start, if I really become aware to what those words mean, Our Father, it's it's not just a rushing through to say, oh, I've done four rosaries today and I get to check off all these boxes. But it's the relationship. It's that relationship with love and and then it's like, wow, that there's a, a quality time that we're spending with God. Right, right. Father Ethan Southerd is our spiritual director today here on The Inner Life as we're talking about gospel poverty. And uh, just based off of your words there, Father, I think this is a great time to throw in there. If you've not yet gone to RelevantRadio.com or the Relevant Radio app to get your free copy, absolutely free, no shipping, no handling, no postage, uh, to get your copy of a book called Treasuries of Treasures of the Rosary, then uh, please do. Regardless of where you are in your relationship with the rosary, this will help you rediscover the treasures of uh, the rosary in actually praying it and not ticking it off the list, as you just said, Father. All right, we're here on The Inner Life. We're talking about poverty. If you have lived uh, a portion of your life, if you're being called to live uh, more simply and that's had a great effect on your faith life, give us a call. Join the conversation, 888 We've got a few people uh, on hold, and we'll get to them right after this break, but we're going to take a short one. We'll be back right after this. Catholic Order of Foresters is proud to sponsor the Relevant Radio Studio Line. For information about employment opportunities and flexible premium life insurance plans, visit RelevantRadio.com slash Forrester. Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Call in now to share your story with our Inner Life Spiritual Directors. 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Welcome back to The Inner Life here on Relevant Radio. My name is Patrick Conley, in for Josh Raymond this week, and we are talking today about gospel poverty with our spiritual director, Father Ethan Southard, who's a priest in the Archdiocese of Los Angeles and pastor of St. John Hughes Church in Chatsworth, California. Well, Father, we've got a number of calls coming in, so why don't we start there? Uh, let's go to Patrice, who's calling in from Northern California. Patrice, welcome to the Inner Life. Hello, thank you. The, Indeed, uh, my answer to the question, my answer to the question is, I I am in that time of life when a lot of my friends, so-called older people, are downsizing. Mm. So, in a way, I can say yes to the question you're talking about today. Um, about letting go of some things. But the quick story I wanted to tell um, is to say thank you for bringing up what you did about how we can love better when we are somewhat detached from a person. And that that just goes against what I was kind of brought up to think, you know. Uh, My children were born in the late 70s, and it was all about bonding and being super, super strapped in to a deep love relationship with your family. 
And uh, just last year, because of the COVID shutdown, I had the opportunity to take care of a young woman who was of an age to have been a daughter of mine, but we're not related. And she has uh, Down syndrome and, and needs a lot of care. And because of the shutdown, she had been deprived of a lot of of, uh, of the things that she had been able to do, and, and her living situation was kind of in flux. So I, I brought her to my house and rearranged the furniture for two or three months. And knowing that this was temporary and knowing that I wasn't responsible for her development and her whole skills and everything, but that I was just there to love her for a short period of time, made me such a wonderful, patient person that I normally, I'm normally not like that. And it was really an eye-opener for me. I think what you said about detachment in love gives, really lets us be more godly in the way that we are, are able to be kind with somebody. Wow. Patrice, thank you. That's so profound. Thank you for sharing um, just your own experience of how you were actually uh, just raised, you know, with that good intention of, okay, well, there's bonding and we have to show our love and this is how we do it in our family. Um, But then the freedom that you started to discover even recently, how, you know, you don't have to be the one that's responsible to uh, to love and and to make someone feel loved, um, but there's actually that takes the pressure off you and it gives you know freedom for God to actually enter into a deeper relationship with that other person. Um, so that that just reminds me of of the Gospel of John in uh, twenty chapter twenty seventeen, and so this is after the resurrection, and it's the scene with Mary. Magdalene and Jesus and um, she turns to him and and she recognizes him and and she rushes over and then Jesus says to her he says stop holding on to me stop clinging to me for I have not yet ascended to the father but go to my brothers and tell them I am going to my father and Patrice here you go and your father to my God and your God. And so that image, you know, we cling to a certain way or we hold on to a way that we want to be or that we, an identity that we think we are, but it, it actually limits us. Jesus is saying to Mary, he says, no, don't cling to me in this way as, as the teacher. He says, I'm your brother. He says, I'm going to your father. And and so there's there's that freedom to actually mature in love, and and so there's a poverty in our own identity, in our own way of being and and relating with each other. So Patrice, that's <laughs> wow, that's really profound. Yeah, very good, Patrice. Thank you for calling in and sharing that 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 uh, that insight, that light that you were given there to to be able to see that coming to. Coming to fruition in terms of uh, even reaching that state in life, as you said, where it's time to start downsizing. Patrice, thank you for your call. Let's go from Patrice to Anne-Marie, who's calling in from Hopkins, Minnesota. Anne-Marie, welcome to The Inner Life. Hi, thank you. Well, I'm in my vehicle, and I hope the reception is okay. But um, I was reminded by this topic of when I was in high school way back in the 70s, 
and we had a guest speaker come and talk about an order of monks, an, a Carthusian order that for the novitiate, they required their novices to each go out and physically dig their own graves. And then for 15 minutes a day for the balance of their lives, they sat by their own gravesite. And of course, at 17, it sounded chilling and macabre to me. But at 68, I see it as brilliant because the question he posed back then is, if we each contemplated our own death for 15 minutes a day, how differently would we live our lives? Um, both of my brothers died of pancreatic cancer within a year of each other. They each had five weeks from first symptom to death. And that has had a profound impact on me. And I have realized just the physical issue of dispersing of things and stuff that their family was left with. And my husband and I, after the the jolt of Mike and Jeff's death, um, we called through stuff that we just assume responsibility for. It, it, we don't want our kids to have to make decisions about these things. And that's all beautiful. And it's felt very good. And I almost crave getting rid of things now. But on a deeper level, this is my last point, is that um, I love St. John Eudes. I was very excited to hear Father Ethan. I didn't know there was a parish named for him. But I have prayed a prayer every day, uh, an excerpt of his that says, sever the bonds and break the chains that bind this poor slave. And I have realized in praying for detachment that more and more God is showing me where I'm attached, not to physical stuff, but to my own opinions, to my own desires for a, even a good outcome for somebody I love, but that like examining our conscience, we see our own sins through a pinhole, um, but let God show us our sins, let God show us our attachments, and it opens up a whole world of work to do, you know, but um, that's what I want to share. <laughs> Wow, that is so beautiful. And um, uh, forgive me, Patrick, What what is our caller's name again? It's Anne-Marie. Anne-Marie. Mm. Wow, Anne-Marie. I'm, I'm left uh, speechless just by hearing how God is moving in your life um, and how um, just that, that reflection of, of our own death and, and like your brothers, uh, Mike and Jeff, um, you know how that there there's our death could be something that we fear but but you're sharing in it and experiencing it as actually something that's that's giving life um it's giving life to you even now you know Jesus says unless you lose your life you won't have life but as we lose our and it's not something that we you can't we can't lose our life i mean everything about us wants to hold on so we can't do it but like you're talking about, God is showing you, Anne-Marie, where your attachment is, 
or what you're clinging to or holding on to. And as God is revealing that, as God is doing that within you, you know, we're actually losing our life, but we're gaining his life. We're gaining his freedom. Um, wow, that's that's so... Um, thank you for sharing that, and you're you're welcome to come. I think, from what I understand, this is the only uh, parish in, in the U.S. that's named after St. John Eudes. So if you're ever out in Los Angeles, you're welcome to come by. We would love love to have you. Um, and, and just that beautiful prayer, sever the bonds and break the chains. Um, you know, so Anne Marie, thank you for, uh, for sharing that, that humility and that poverty with us. Yeah. Sounds like it's time for a pilgrimage, Anne Marie. And, uh, thank you. You know, father, one of the things that Anne Marie said that struck me too, was tying back in with something that you said before about how, this detachment or this simplicity or even this poverty that we're called to practice doesn't always have to do simply with material things. In fact, it goes well beyond the material world, too. Um, Anne-Marie mentioned my opinions, my desires. Yeah, it's it's harder. I, I mean, at least it, in my in my age, in my state of life, that's that's a high calling right there. The material stuff, yeah. Um, it, I always need to be on guard for that. But the really hard stuff, yeah, my opinions, my desires, what I desire out of life and, yeah, those things. So great, great uh, things to comment on, to think about, to chew on, and great inspiration to build our faith upon. So thank you, Anne-Marie, for that call. Let's go from Anne-Marie calling in from Hopkins, Minnesota, to Margaret, who's calling in from Portland, Oregon. Margaret, welcome to The Inner Life. Hi, thanks for taking my call. I just uh, was driving to work and heard you talking about you know, poverty and, and of spirit or poverty of anything. And, and I'm, I, my story, you know, a lot of people wouldn't know that I grew up pretty poor. Um, and it was something that I always look back at as something that's given me a lot of strength. It's, and I almost, I actually call it my superpower because what ends up happening is, is, is knowing that I can do with, with very little and everything's going to be fine. It's just allowed me to make choices, you know, without fear throughout my life. And I've been able to, you know, choose, you know, this, a, a small, a small house. And that allowed me to choose different opportunities for my son, you know, because we had less, less day-to-day expenses. And it's, it's allowed me to choose to do things with my work that I feel are, are correct and right, because I'm not afraid that if I, I lose this job, that everything's going to fall apart. It's, it's given me a lot of freedom to just know that I can, I can, I can live with very, very, very little, um, and it will be all right. Um, and it's also increased my, my relationships just with friends. And, you know, throughout my whole life, I've always been the one who, you know, strangely enough, there, everybody's always comfortable giving me things because they know I need them. And so I, I learned how to say, you know, thank you. You know, if somebody's giving me their hand-me-down clothes or thank you, if somebody's giving me their old furniture, and it's just something that, to have that kind of relationship where you can just be saying thank you to people and and feel grateful, it just it, it's it's um it's a pretty deep relationship when you get to that level with somebody where you feel comfortable in that. Um, so it's just been you know and it's it's allowed me to like a lot of choices that that followed my values and followed my heart and 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 made me able to be closer to people and I, I'm just really strangely enough really grateful for that um, that opportunity to to just learn to, you know, to, to do with as little as possible, you know, except the, the bare necessities. Wow, Margaret, thank you for 
for sharing that and um, just being open uh, to share just, you know, how you grew up, um, you know, poor, but how that there was a freedom in that. And that it, it just reminds me of where St. Paul talks about that, you know, he's learned how uh, to live in, in poverty um, and he's learned how to live with, you know, with wealth or with the things that he needs. Um, but it's, again, what you're pointing to, it's it's that deeper gratitude. It's the deeper relationship with God, knowing that it comes from him. Um, and then having the, the freedom to accept and to receive, uh, to be available for God. And so God, you know, we start to recognize God coming up within, you know, someone who's offering, you know, the hand-me-downs. Um, you know, the temptation could could be, you know, oh, I'm okay, I don't need that, I can provide for myself. And we actually start closing ourselves off or we, we block ourselves off uh, to God's blessings the way that he wants to pour his love out for us. Um, but to stay open to that and and in... You know the catechism of the of the Catholic Church in twenty seven thirteen, um, we we hear about what uh, prayer is. The contemplative prayer is it's uh, it can only be received in poverty and humility. It, it's accepted. It's a gift. It's a grace. And and so when God is giving His life, all we can do we can't earn it. We can't. We don't have it. We can't go buy it. We can't take it. We can't grasp for it. We can only receive it. We can only accept it. And so, Margaret, as as you're sharing, you've you've been nurtured and and raised in that beautiful disposition to receive. Um, and, and that's the heart of it all. Our relationship with God is to receive, to receive His love, um, and then to be able to stay in that wherever we go. Uh, so thank you for sharing that, Margaret. Yeah, it's it kind of occurs to me too, Father, that there is this uh, sort of delicate balance here that we're looking at in terms of, you know, is in, especially in this country, if uh, if you're listening here in the U.S., perhaps you're listening elsewhere on the relevant radio app, but if, if you're listening in the U.S., there is this lauding of self-sufficiency that we have from really from coast to coast, there's this mentality of pulling yourself up by your bootstraps, that sort of thing, and self-sufficiency. And and uh, there's really, what I heard in Margaret's call is really this openness to um, to receive, as you were saying, to to recognize that when I receive something, yeah, I can be grateful for that. And there is, there is something about uh, poverty, gospel poverty and simplicity, that moves us into that spirit of gratitude. Not saying that we're not... Um, you know, leeching off of others, but there is, there is something. Um, yeah. Anyway, I, I, I could go on and on, but uh, let me just end it with saying thank you, Margaret. Thank you for the insights that you've given. Uh, thank you for your call. If you'd like to join the conversation here as we are talking about gospel poverty and simplicity, how have you embraced a call to poverty or simplicity in your life and what fruit has it borne in your faith life? Give us a call Join the conversation, 888-914-9149. Again, 888-914-9149 as we talk about gospel poverty with our spiritual director, Father Ethan Southard. We are going to take a short break, and when we come back, we'll have more of your calls and more discussions. So stay with us.
Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Call in now to share your story with our Inner Life Spiritual Directors. 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Welcome back to The Inner Life. My thanks to Nick Santavinch, our producer, and Jim Schaefer, who's on your phone calls, taking your phone calls today. My name is Patrick Conley. Pleased to be in for Josh Raymond this week. And our spiritual director today is Father Ethan Southard of the Archdiocese of Los Angeles, where he's pastor of St. John Hughes Church in Chatsworth, California. And we're talking today about gospel poverty, gospel poverty and simplicity that is goes hand-in-hand hand with a humility of lifestyle. I had some great callers. Uh, we just got off the phone with Margaret, but we've got another Margaret calling in, from this time from Palatine, Illinois. Margaret, welcome to The Inner Life. Hello. I'm so glad to, to be affirmed today listening. I was just so affirmed and everything. But I'm calling to say that when my daughter was a senior in high school, toward the end of her high school year, she became pregnant with the uh, this little boy and uh, my husband at the time wanted no part of it. He wanted me to put her out. We lived in a five bedroom, three bath, pool in the ground home, and um, and he just wouldn't welcome this into our lives. And he wanted me to make a choice, and I wasn't going to put her out. So I made a choice to get her through because her friends had offered to collect money for an abortion, and there was no way or adoption. We had we had mail in the mailbox every day saying we'll take the baby. You know, people wanted to adopt the baby, and, and I said, no, he's welcoming to our family. He's coming to our family. He's our family. And um, we did, and my husband did leave, and I had to downsize to like a two-and-a-half-bedroom place and, you know, maybe one bathroom and a half and all that. But they loved it there. They just loved it. They loved having this baby in their life, and they all just kept, they tell me now that I taught them that family and relationships were just the most important thing and he's 27 and there isn't a day goes by that he doesn't call me to tell me how much he loves me and uh, the family he's very involved my sons took him under their wing and into their hearts all of his life and it was just you know it was worth giving up everything we gave up wow margaret you you're bringing tears to my eyes um just it's not just words um that we're talking about, but this is real. This is, you gave up um, everything so that you could have life and have it to the full. And just whatever uncertainties there may have been and, um, you know, just, wow. And how beautiful to have that relationship with your grandson um, and and what a, a blessing and a joy that he's brought to your life and, and to... Um, to your daughters and and to to the others around. Um, thank you for for saying yes and for for being so open. And I know it's God in you that's giving you the strength because you know what fear and uncertainty and darkness you know that must have been. You know you enter into the dark and it's not spelled out and you don't know how it's going to be. But like you're talking about relationship and and trust in God that He's going to carry you through. Um, and so I'm sure there's many other listeners who are hearing that story, Margaret, um, and who may be in a similar experience, whether they have, you know, a daughter with an unexpected pregnancy or they're carrying a, a child, uh, and they don't know how things are going to, to work out or they, they don't feel supported, you know, even from a close loved one, 
Um, and, and yet, our Heavenly Father is there continuing to support and to love and to, to, um, to calm us down. Uh, Psalm 131, you know, it speaks about how our souls become stilled. There's such anxiety and fear and worry, but Psalm 131 says that our souls become still and we become like the little baby at its mother's breast, just resting. And so, Margaret, you're helping us to enter into that that stillness and that place of rest. So thank you. Yes, Margaret, it's uh, it's always amazing to me how people will uh, call into the program and share out of the, the depths of what the Lord has been doing in their lives, even if it means in some times of hardship and in pain. So thank you for having the courage to do that, Margaret. Thank you for having the courage to... Yeah, to say yes and to open your your home and your family to this little one and to uh, to see the value of that human life. Thank you, Margaret. Thank you for the call. Father, it, it uh, says something to me, too, that uh, when we do make the choice for gospel poverty, for simplicity, for humility, for detachment, even from those which are indeed good, good things of life, um, it does serve to reorient our values, doesn't it? It helps us to value those things which are truly good and maybe transcendently good uh, in uh, in Margaret's case here as, uh, you know, the value of a human life that has been, that has been given by God um, rather than necessarily a situation, a family situation that might be um, troublesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that reorientation, that recalibration, you know, it's with with God's love when you know we hear um you know in in the psalms you know he says that in in God's light we can see light mm-hmm. in psalm 36 in God's light we see light it's with God's love that we can love and so it's not just we're not just seeing things as reflections of our own selves you know, it's not reflections of us, it's our own selfishness, it's our own projection into the world, but we actually see with God's own eyes. And the image that, or the the thought that came to me too, Patrick, when Margaret was sharing, it's, you know, we hear in the gospel the, the story of the rich young man, mm. and he comes he comes to God, to Jesus, and he just says, hey, I'm, I'm doing all the things, I'm obey, obeying all of the commandments, look how good I am. You know what else do I have to do? I'm I'm already doing it. There is, you know, we can hear just the arrogance and the pride, and so Jesus can see that. And but he's being so gentle; he's not shaming him. He says, "Okay." He says, "Well, you know, why don't you give away, you know, all all your possessions and follow me?" Right. And and then we hear that the rich man, you know, went away sad uh, because he was still clinging, and and so. You know, he he didn't even do the first commandment. You know, don't have any other gods before me. He he was his idol. He was worshiping the materials, um, those possessions. And so I, I hear with Margaret. I don't know what the situation was or what her husband's going through, but what whatever shame or whatever you know righteousness you you think. Well, this is what it's supposed to be like. This is our family. You know, we're we're good, upstanding people. We're faith-filled. We we do the right thing, um, and and so a, a teenage pregnancy shatters that yeah. that image yeah. supposedly, right. and yet 
you know, when it comes to love, he turned and walked away. Hmm. He, he wasn't able to, to actually love. And, and, but Margaret was. And, yeah. and, you know, right. she still gets, every day, she still gets that phone call from her grandson. Thank you for, for your love. Um, Amazing. But we're it? all on this journey, and it's, you know, we all have those areas within us that are hidden. And as the other Margaret from, or actually that was, uh, I think, Anne-Marie, she was just sharing, you know, how how God is helping to reveal those hidden places within her God reveals those places within us where we're we're still attached, where we're we're rich in our own selfishness, or our own identity, or our own arrogance. So we all need that um, that gift from God mm-hmm. to actually love with His own love. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, Father. We've only got a couple minutes remaining before I have to ask you for a blessing, but I just wanted to close off with. Um, Where's God in all of this? When we say when we say uh, yes to humility, detachment, spiritual poverty, uh, material poverty, gospel poverty, where's God? Well, God is is all and in all. God is all in all, and and He is He is He is in that He is in He is in us. Uh, he's in the other. Uh, you know, we hear in Ephesians that, you know, he has blessed us with every spiritual blessing from before the foundation of the earth. And so, you know, we actually are are already rich with every spiritual blessing in the heavens mm. um, if, if we're free to receive it. And so God is there. We have the fullness of, of this, uh, this love within us. And so does everyone else. Every single person that we see, no matter what their background or their belief or how big of a sinner they are, whether they're in, in you know, men's central jail in the in the, the pit, the dungeon, you know, wherever they are, you know, the fullness of God's love is within them too. And so God is all in all. And uh, you know, Mary, Mother Mary, she's says in Magnificat, she says, you know, um, you have blessed me in my humility. So it's in that humility where we're actually able to receive the blessing. Yeah. Let me break in there, Father, and just say we would love to have a short blessing from you as we end the program, please. Sure. Uh, The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. And may Almighty God continue to bless you, to fill you with every spiritual blessing from the heavens, in freedom, in humility, in poverty of spirit. May God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father Ethan Southard from the Archdiocese of Los Angeles has been our spiritual director today. Thanks for tuning into The Inner Life. We've got Father Tom Wilson for tomorrow coming up, the Mass with Father Ed Looney. And don't forget to go and sign up for your Treasures of the Rosary book at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app.